When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. To a brand new podcast on the Chair Shot Radio Network, the Pick and Roll Podcast. I am your host, Patrick O'Dowd, and I am joined by my good friend, my co-host in a multitude of other shows. Well, one other show. Bandwagon Nerds, PC Tunny, Mr. Saturday Night. Though we're going to have to come up with a college basketball name for you uh, because we are going to talk all things college hoops. I think you're running the point. I'm running the post. I, I'm good at going to the hoop or, you know, pick and popping. Either you're, way. You're the you're the Malone to my stock. There we go. That Let's... is what I'm hearing. We're we're kicking it right off. And you heard right. You we talk about professional basketball players, but we're actually gonna be talking about college basketball. The February here we are. We are we are we are dropping this on February twenty second. The third Thursday leading into a big weekend of college basketball, and we are at peak tournament seeding positioning season. Like this is where the rubber is really hitting the road for a lot of teams. And Tony has been talking to me forever. I'm going to pull the curtain back about you should we should do a, we should do a college basketball podcast. We should do a college. And for those of you who don't know, PC Tony is always pitching. Like he's always pitching, like whether he's pitching to me about ideas of ways he wants me to be on the, the Chair Shot Radio, which, by the way, Pick and Roll Podcast is brought to you by the Chair Shot Radio Network on thechairshot.com, where we remind you to always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And of course, remember to support us over at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shop by investing in one of our amazing chair shop shirt designs. We will not have a pick and roll podcast shirt yet, but you never know. It's episode one. It's episode one, and this is really a into March Madness podcast. We will be taking this week by week as the season unfolds into Selection Sunday and reacting to the tournament picks when they get here, all of the field of 68. But, uh, but yeah, Tony was the one who, who really kick-started this idea because I can't stop talking about college basketball. 
that's that's really what I think it was. Is that is that what happened here? Is I, that you, you well, got tired of listening to me no. talk to you about it, so you're like, put it in a podcast. We have great conversations every Sunday before we record Bandwagon Nerds to the point where Dave and whoever else is on the show is just sitting there for like five six minutes while Patrick and I go back and forth about college basketball. So yeah, like full curtain pull back, chair shot NFL. We had a great season. Myself, Andrew Blaz, and Ray Cash when he was with us, and. Old PC Tony needed to fill that day up with some content, so he went to his good buddy Patrick O'Dowd, and I was like, hey, what do you want to do this every other week? You want to try to do it every week? And luckily for us, we're out of the NFL now, and we do get these committee selection rankings before the end of the season, which is really cool and something that's really easy to talk about. And we're on the precipice of conference tournament anyway, so it's just run a run hot and heavy all the way through uh, the beginning of April. So I'm really looking forward. We should have a good time here. Yeah, I, I think it'll be a great time. I, I think it's also fair to tell everybody, like, our expertise, uh, I'm a I'm a good old Midwest boy. I'm literally wearing my University of Illinois t-shirt, says University of Illinois basketball on the back. Uh, I'm much more well-versed in the Big Ten, uh, in the land of conferences, but college basketball, for me, it has been my obsession for as long as I can remember when it comes to basketball. Like, I, I have appreciated the throws. But outside of the Jordan era of the NBA with the Bulls, too, like it was the Jordan era with the Bulls. Once he was done with the Bulls and retired like the third or fourth time, like I stopped following professional basketball. Like I can I can barely tell you, like, I know Steph Curry is really good. I know there's a bunch of dudes whose name I can't pronounce that are really good. Giannis, you got to Papa too. Uh, close, very or close. something yeah, like that. Pretty, yeah, close uh, enough. There's, there's a Jokic or a Jokic or a, a, some somebody out there. Like those, like I hear a few of those names, and and that's that's okay. Uh, but college basketball and the NCAA tournament has been my jam forever. I, so much so that I take two days off of work for the first two full days of the tournament. Those first round days where you get thirty two basketball games on a Thursday and Friday and I take one of those days and I go to a Buffalo Wild Wings and I ask to be seated in the middle of four screens and I tell my wait staff I'm like look I'm gonna be here for a while you are going to be tipped well no matter what all I need you to do is to get my first order and come by periodically and make sure I have enough beer. And if I need another wing set of wings, that you can bring me some either lemon pepper, some Caribbean jerk, some so sometimes some spicy teriyaki, little things that I'm I got a little bit of a sweet tooth that I gotta be careful with that with the diabetes. But I watch at least four hours of basketball in a Buffalo Wild Wings every year. And I have my bracket. I got to sit out for me and I trace all four of them. I keep a blank one and then like three that I've done predictions for. And then they're all busted within three games <laughs> every time. Cause yeah, but, I think I, I think I know too much. 
Well, and it's the American tradition, too, where, you know, the person in the office that knows nothing about basketball and picks because of the uniforms or the team name always ends up winning, right? Isn't that the way it is? You always hear that horror story like that. But, yeah, like you Very said. Very much it, so. Carol in accounting yeah, always wins. <laughs> fucking Carol in accounting. But like you said, that bracket thing, you know, that, that's got people even more so into the, that part of the season. But for diehards like us, yeah, I think – I, while I do follow the NBA and keep up and can pretty much tell you most of all of the players and what's going on, I would rather watch a college basketball game than a regular season NBA game, that's for sure. Now, when we get to the playoffs, it's a little bit different NBA-wise, but yeah, there's nothing that beats the urgency of March Madness. Absolutely, absolutely. And so what we're going to do today, everybody, is we are going to we're going to set you up with a couple of things. Uh, as Tony mentioned earlier, as we were getting things rolling, the NCAA is doing this drop. It's a weekly drop, I do believe. I, I think that's what they're doing, uh, much like they're doing for the college football playoff, where the NCAA is releasing their top 16 seeds. And these seeds are important because they are the 16, quote unquote, protected seeds in the NCAA tournament, meaning that if a team is in one of these one through four seeds uh, in each region, no team that they play in the first weekend will be within 75 miles of their home court. So Iowa State, for example, could be sent to Providence, Rhode Island. And that I'm just making this up, but like they would not, being in that region and in that in that city for that game, while they may have had to travel all the way to Providence, they won't play URI. They won't play Providence. They won't play teams that are within 75 miles so that there isn't this quote unquote home field advantage for an underseeded team. Now that doesn't change the magic of the tournament. And one of the best parts about the first weekend are those double digit seeds bidding for the upset and three quarters of a crowd just pulling for that upset to happen because that's the magic of the first weekend. Magic of the first weekend is, is the upsets. And then you get into the sweet 16 and that's when I want Cinderella to go away. And I want the best teams to be playing it out. Cinderella can have fun for a weekend, then go home back to your directional school location and, and have a good time. Tony, what say you? Well, yeah, you talk about uh, that first weekend, that first round, you know, the the infamous 5-12 matchup, right? Everybody's like, you got to pick yeah. at least one twelve, maybe even two. Um, and then we've we've got we finally gotten over the last couple of years a 16 seed winning, right? So anything is possible. It is kind of like you say, though, some of these Cinderella's, they make it to the final four and then it's a huge blowout in one of the semifinal games. And that to me is like the biggest letdown. Right. But you never know. There's just a lot of good basketball talent all over. And then you look at teams like a UConn and, and things of that nature. UConn might not necessarily be the most talented team in the country, but damn, do they execute what they're supposed to be doing on offense and defense. So yeah. great coaching well, can that, get you just as far as some really good players too, especially in the tournament. Right. Well, that's a great, and that's a great segue. Let's, let's get to it. So that's it. You mentioned UConn. So the, the first, the first round of number one seeds were released Number one overall seed in this release was Purdue. That will not last. Uh, UConn was the number was the second number one overall seed. Houston, Arizona were the top four. And at the time of the release, which was this past Saturday, that was 
I don't know. I maybe I would say I think Purdue was seated number one overall on the strength of their, their non-con re- record, how tough they'd been. They hadn't they hadn't lost in conference uh, outside of their 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 misstep early, uh, and then suddenly Ohio State came a knock in, and Purdue actually I'm sorry all three of Purdue's losses have been in conference uh, because they lost to who they lose to they lost to Ohio State. They lost to um, Northwestern. I think it was no. Did North, Northwestern pull the upset on them? Outshot them, I want to say. And then uh, let's see if I can get the third. One so here. Ohio State, they lost at Ohio State by four. That was just this past uh, Sunday. The loss before that was on January 9th at Nebraska. They got they lost by six. That's what it was. Nebraska's got some decent players, but before that, it was December 1st, an overtime loss at Northwestern. And Northwestern has some good wins in the That's conference. That's what it was. So. Well, and both of those teams, both of those teams just shot the lights out on their home court. And both of those teams are really, really hard to beat on their home court. That's the thing that, like, Casey Tolanaga, by the way, for Nebraska, that dude... One, if you watch the guy play, how can you not love watching the guy play? Because he's from Japan. He wears this headband. He looks a little goofy. But, dude, he's got gym range. Like, you, he does not care where he is on the court. He will light it up. Uh, he lit my beloved fighting Illini up in a tight game. He hit five threes, and he, it didn't matter where he shot it from. It was going in, and it was just ridiculous. And that's the same thing with Northwestern. Northwestern, at the time, Boo Booey, who is one of the best point guards that you're not talking about, everybody. Like, that guy is literally the heart and soul of the Northwestern team, and he's he's just having a phenomenal season. Ty Berry, now, the whole team can shoot lights out. And, what, and they did that to Purdue. And Purdue, while they do have the best – arguably the best player in the league though i i think that's also up for debate they their guard play is good but not amazing like they're 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 good their guard play is good but not amazing and and they can be exploited they just have the the comfort blanket of if they get toasted on the dribble drive there's zach Eady. they're seven foot four standing at the rim uh but if you get them in some some screens and some switches you can get some open threes you can knock down threes and you can be purdue uh, Ohio State just out toughed them. Like like Ohio State just wanted a bad new coach with uh, Chris Holtman getting fired. That was that. Purdue's gonna slip. I think they're gonna slip down in this next one. I think they're gonna slip down to the number three overall seed. I think UConn will overtake them with the number one overall seed in Houston, especially after the way they beat um, Iowa State on uh, Monday. They uh, and Iowa State by the way, great team. Uh, that that was a hell of a game in Houston, and when that return matchup happens, don't be surprised when if Ohio, if Iowa State beats Houston in Ames because Houston is so they are done. What? They don't they don't play each other twice. Oh, they already they already play anymore. Yeah, oh, Houston, that sucks. Houston's Iowa got... State deserves to play them in Ames. 
Yeah, Houston has to go to Baylor this weekend, and then they have Cincinnati, yeah, Oklahoma, US, UCF, and they do play Kansas at the end of the year, too, so before the end of the... Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member, and for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Regular season. But Kansas is overrated in my opinion. Kansas is such a short rotation team. And this is what's funny is once you get past these first four teams and really these first two teams, and at this point, UConn is 1A. You talk about that, like, this is a team that was supposed to take a step back after winning the national title. This was a team that was supposed to be, I think they were picked like fourth or something in the Big East. And they they don't do one thing fantastic. They do everything extraordinarily well. Maybe defensively they struggle. But good golly, are they just amazing all over the place? Oh, they're well coached. I mean, Calvin Sampson, yes. right? And Early. then just athletic. No, that's Houston. Oh, sorry, I was talking about UConn. Oh, my bad. I thought you were talking about Houston. UConn, yeah, UConn. It just looks to be the best team in the country, uh, without a doubt. Especially yeah, the road they've been on lately. No, I don't either. And you talk about these top four. I, I don't. I, I really don't see Purdue, UConn, and Arizona. To me, are not dropping out of being a number one seed it's somewhere shape or form those guys are one seeds now to me who else could jump up there you know houston has to play kansas again kansas has so many fucking uh quadrant one wins it's ridiculous i know they have some losses but kansas right. is a team that's beat uconn they have bad losses though but they, they have really bad losses but they've beat uconn they've beaten houston they've won a lot of these games so it should be it should be interesting i think a lot of this is going to come down to does anybody step on their toe or you know step on their own dick down the road here before the end of the regular season and and lose a game they shouldn't because generally if you don't lose the first round or two in your conference tournament, you don't get penalized for losing in the semis or something like right. that. So that's kind of right. where I see UConn, well, and, Purdue, and Arizona, Saint. Purdue's not playing until Friday. Yeah, none of these teams that we're looking at here, because I think all I think all these conference tournaments now have at least one bye, if not. A, like, I know the Big East tournament has a double bye. So UConn ain't playing anybody till Friday. Purdue, pretty much... It got a little tighter. Like, they're a game and a half up on Illinois right now, but Purdue's rest of the schedule is pretty favorable, and Illinois's got some tough games coming up. Like, I don't think Illinois is overtaking Purdue. Even if Illinois did overtake Purdue, Purdue's going to have a double bye. They're not going to play till Friday. So even before we get to that, they're they're in a really good spot going into – their conference tournaments. Like they're not going to lose anything. And Purdue has more quad one wins than anybody in college basketball. Like I think they, they, they were top for a while. Like they were, cause they did nothing but win in the non-com. They, they beat everybody in front of them. All four of these teams on the one line here in the initial rankings, they all have at least five wins against top 20 teams um, individually. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all really, really good. Arizona hit a little bit of a wall. They have been dominant since kind of getting past that mid-season lull. And I don't I don't know that there's anybody that's going to be able to, to get them back. 
Looking at the rest of this field, let's let's move off of the one one line now. We're in agreement though. UConn is going to be the number one overall seed come this Saturday. Like, there's no question about that. No question. Unless, Even if, unless, well, they, unless like, as they said, you they step on their dick, as you well, as you uh, put it. I like that you started with step on their toes, and then we're uh, like, you know what? That doesn't let's really. Make it, let's yeah. make it a little more explicit. Here's the thing, though. UConn's really. I mean, they do so. Pull back curtain. We're recording Tuesday. You're listening Thursday morning. They do play at Creighton tonight. I don't see them having a huge problem with Creighton on the road, but that is the only thing I could see that would bump them out of there. And that possibly might I mean, not Ryan even. Ryan can only do so much. That might not even do it either. So, all right. So, all right. So let's look at the rest of let's look at the rest of these top sixteen seeds. And rather than kind of going one by one, you know, you hit on Kansas. You, uh, we haven't talked, uh, we didn't talk about North Carolina is an interesting team too. Like they've had some bad losses lately They're They look like they're starting to put it together a little bit down the stretch though. It's, it's been amazing to watch RG Davis and, and, um, Mondo Baycott kind of do their thing. They're a team that got better by losing talent. We forgot to mention, we talked about Arizona. Caleb Love goes over to Arizona. It just seems like. Last year, that team did not play well with Caleb Love in the mix. Caleb Love leaves, goes somewhere where he's much more comfortable with his role. North Carolina is like, okay, RJ, you are the alpha on this team. We are going to run the offense through you and Amato Baycott. They look good. Marquette was looking strong until they got boat raced by UConn. However, I think that is the exception and not the rule with Marquette. You still have the best point guard in the country. Over there in Wisconsin, he has his games though where he just disappears. He can't hit the hit the broadside of a barn. He can't hit the ocean from the boat in the water. But, but he than, still distributes yes, so very well. He even does. He's not shooting well. Yeah, he's an all around player. He he plays on both ends. They have size. They have athletic ability. Um, I I I think they end up being a two seed one way or the other here in the upcoming tournament. They have great wins. Um, the team I'd look at on the two seed line here, though, is North Carolina. I I like Duke better than North Carolina, and to be honest with you, oh, it doesn't matter geez. what anybody thinks about it because they're going to play each other March 9th, and the winner of that game is likely going to be a higher seed than the other one, you know. Um, and they probably end up meeting in the conference tournament as well in, in the in the final. But you still got that sneaky Tennessee team with a bunch of wins that could end up on the one line as well, too. Yeah, but then, but then you get the the Barnes curse, right? The Rick Barnes curse. <laughs> like, don't don't know what to say about this. Here's another team. Let's. I'm gonna go down to the four. I'm gonna go down to the four line. Yeah. And I'm gonna talk about teams that I like. I'm gonna talk about two teams that I don't know will be there when it's all said and done. Auburn. Uh, Auburn's looked great at home, and then they and then Kentucky beat them fairly decisively at home. Like they controlled Auburn this past weekend. And it was weird because I got excited for this game. I wanted to watch it because I hate Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl is a terrible human being. And I want him to always lose. And it frustrates me. There's history there, kids. Someday on the Pick and Roll podcast, maybe I'll explain to you how Bruce Pearl single-handedly fucked Illinois for two years because he was salty over a recruit choosing Illinois over Iowa at the time, of all places. Anyway, uh, Auburn... They, they don't play well on the road. They finally got exposed a little bit at home. Kentucky 
playing its best defense and a team that's not in the top four uh, seed lines right now. And kids, I wouldn't be surprised if they put a couple more wins together that they get in there because that's what the committee does. Like you want, you want those teams, you want those blue bloods listed up in there. The other team that I, I, it's to me, it's a miracle. They're, they're listed at number four in an, as a number four seed right now. And not just listed at number four seed, like they were the number two of the four seeds, because that's how this is listed out um, that I'm looking at. Wisconsin. Uh, I think Wisconsin finally. Like, Wisconsin six, started out so were, strong. No, they were 16. Wisconsin was listed at 16? Yeah. Oh, it's not. Uh, oh, okay. My bad. My bad. The way I was looking at the it's because it's based on regions. Right. Um uh, Wisconsin will not be in the in the the top sixteen rankings come next week, especially if they lose another game. Because my goodness, man, they are in free fall right now. They, I think I, we we have taught people. This is one of those conversations that that our friends on bandwagon nerds have ignored. Because Tony will tell you he does not think Greg Gard is quote unquote the guy. He is a very good coach, but not the guy. I'm not putting any words into his mouth. The thing I've always noticed about Kentucky is that they they are a team that is definitely better as a whole than the sum of its parts. They, you know, Tony talks about execution with UConn. Wisconsin executes fairly well, uh, and they do what they do really, really well. They have stretch bigs. They've got Tyler Wall. They've got Stephen Kroll. These these two these two bigs that you know Crowell can shoot from the outside. You can't leave them alone. Can't play drop coverage on on Wisconsin the way that you would other teams. If this crowd will make you pay, he'll hit he'll hit a couple threes, and it'll it'll burn you. The thing that I've noticed that that Illinois has had has gotten the better of Wisconsin the last couple of years, and I've seen this with other teams, when the caliber of athlete is just better, like it's just better. The caliber of athlete that gets brought to other schools, they teams that beat Wisconsin. They're, they're just so much like the athletes on the other side, the, the Chucky Hepburns, Stephen Crawls, the Tyler Walls are really, really good, but really, really good only does so much when you can't guard a guy because they're just physically better and they're just more gifted athletically. And that is where I've seen Wisconsin lose. That is where they go. They, they got, you know, they got handled in West Lafayette. And, and I'm not confident when, when the Boilermakers come to Madison that it's really going to be all that different. They tried to upgrade. They upgraded a little bit. They added AJ Store. He's he's good. He takes a lot of bad shots. Takes a lot of bad shots. Makes a lot of bad decisions when things aren't going well. Uh, when he is on, he is dynamic. But there's just not enough of those guys. They, they don't have dudes over there in Madison. And, and so I think those those are the two teams that right now look the most like they uh, they're on the chopping block. Uh, and will be further down. I think Wisconsin ultimately lands at around a six seed at the end of the day. I mean, they would have to go ahead and, and get those wins against Illinois and Purdue to finish the season to get back up in there. They I think just, they beat. I think they beat Illinois at home. I think they beat Illinois at home. They're just they. They had that loss to Penn State after a, a close game with Northwestern back in January, and then after taking care of business against Michigan State, lost to Nebraska, lost to Purdue, lost to Michigan, lost to Rutgers, beat Ohio State, lose to Iowa. So, yeah, when you lose five out of your last six, it's not looking good. Yeah, it's it's not at all. And the, and the funny thing with that was 
uh, Wisconsin's win over Ohio State, it did get Chris Holtman fired. So <laughs> they, they did that. Good job, Badgers. Yeah. Uh, teams I have not seen play that I need to see play and hopefully will this weekend. I don't. Uh, there's at least one game I got circled to catch of a team that I haven't seen yet. Alabama, sneaky, sneaky good. They're just kind of quietly up there at the top of the SEC. Nobody's really paying attention to them, and here they are as a three seed. And then I think everybody forgets about San Diego State. They're always in the mix. They're always really, really good. But I, I, I don't know a damn thing about them. I couldn't, I couldn't pick them out of a lineup if you, if you paid me. So I, and you know, we can look at records, but that's that's really about all we got. So some teams that weren't in the initial that I feel like could be next week. You brought up Kentucky. Obviously, Creighton pulls off the upset against UConn tonight. They're moving up in there. Um, Washington State, to me, is a team. They play Arizona this weekend. They're 20-6. and six. They've got a lot of quality wins. They've been playing really well. Texas Tech is coming around. So there's some teams that are on the move upwards. Um, but we'll just, we'll just have to wait and see. A lot of these things, like you said, are going to play out with a lot of these big conference games before we get into the conference tournament. But initially... I don't really have a lot of qualms with the initial top fours from each region, except for no, I not at all. I wouldn't even have had Wisconsin in there last week before before that last loss. So, yeah, I think they were lucky. I really do think that they were lucky, like that they were just fortunate. They they got that benefit of the doubt on the strength of how they started their Big Ten season, and every uh, as an Illinois fan, I'm going to share this, and I and I promise every one of these episodes will not be Big Ten centric. Everybody. I promise. Okay, I can't promise, but uh, I'm going to try. Every year, Wisconsin, ex- outside of last year, last year was the aberration. Like, they didn't make the tournament, if I remember last year, if, I, if I'm correct. They're like that team that everybody forgets about, and then they're like, why is Wisconsin sitting at the top of the Big Ten standings? How are they good? Like, how? You know, the Bo Ryan years were solid, but, like, how, 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 how? Nobody ever understands it, uh, but I think, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Wisconsin, the the reality started to catch up with them. Okay, we're going to take our first commercial break. We went thirty minutes. Uh, I did not expect to go thirty minutes on our first go around, so we'll, we'll, you know, first podcast we'll tighten them up as we get closer. We're going to talk to you a little bit about the weekend ahead, games we're looking forward to, a lot of good stuff on Saturday. So stay tuned for that. You are listening to the Pick and Roll Podcast here on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com. Why should you visit the Chairshot.com? The Chairshot.com is your home for hard hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to the Pick and Roll Podcast. Patrick O'Dowd and PC Tunney here as part of the ChairShot Radio Network, part of TheChairShot.com. We'll remind you to always use your head. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash ChairShot for all of your ChairShot swag needs. Okay, Tunney. Got some good games coming this weekend. I Saturday is a much better day than Sunday. Like, as I was looking at the calendar ahead and I was looking at the scoreboard, at least in my opinion, Saturday is a much more exciting game to check out than Sunday. And I, I highlighted accordingly. 
Uh, I what say you? How do you want to do this? You want to go? You want to hit some in conference? You just want to talk about what you see, what you don't see? You know, I got some top top twenty five matchups listed here, just kind of rolling them out. But uh, I think the big I'm, thing, I'm willing to go with the flow on this one. There's there's two decent games tonight, right? As we record Tuesday, that people are already going to know about. Um, we talked about right. UConn and Creighton already. Big game in the Big East. Big game for Creighton, really, to kind of solidify themselves as possibly a top four seed in the tournament. And BYU could really, you know, etch another stone in in their basket of getting into the tournament they're four and a half point favorites at home against baylor byu's finally ranked baylor's in the top 25 they're a bit i i i will say this right now byu is thoroughly overrated all right byu is the beneficiary of a soft soft s-a-w-f-t soft non-con very yes very very soft non-con i i think I don't think I don't know that I'll say that Baylor's gonna roll, but I I don't think Baylor's losing this basketball game, like at all. I actually think Baylor's got an opportunity to put together two marquee wins this week because I think they go and they beat Houston when Houston comes to town. That's that's my take. Those are those are my takes. I I like Baylor. I like Baylor. I like Scott Drew. I, as, as a coach, they got a point guard, Ray J. Dennis, that everybody said was going to Illinois, and Scott Drew swooped in and took him, and you're seeing why. Like, that dude is running things really, really well, and I think that they I, – I think they're going to beat BYU today. I think we're going to have a showdown with Houston, and they're going to pull a, a pull a little surprise come Saturday when they take on Houston in Baylor. The other two you heard big, it here first, everybody. There, there you go. Make sure you listen every week. Uh, the other two games with big top 25 matchups. Uh, tomorrow we got Florida at Alabama. And then Thursday, like I mentioned before, I'm really looking forward to seeing how Washington State does at Arizona. They beat Arizona at home. That could be something that sees Washington State move into those top four seedings. Right. Yeah, I mean, if if Washington State beats Arizona in, in Arizona – that one, what an upset, and kudos to Washington State. Uh, and, but with the way Arizona's playing, like, I, I don't know. But it'll be a heck of a game. Sneaky, dangerous game, even though it's in Mackey, by the way. I don't think they lose, but you mentioned Thursday. Rutgers at Purdue. Rutgers, since their point guard recovered from his injury and became eligible, has been a completely different team. The problem is... They're playing in Mackey, and Purdue does not lose in Mackey. But sneaky good game there, uh, and, and I feel for Purdue because – or I feel for Rutgers because you know Purdue's going to be looking to make some statements over the next couple of games. True, true. You know, we mentioned um, Alabama having a big game Wednesday. They also have a big game as we get this. There's no top 25 matchups at all. Oh, Saturday. On Friday. No top 25 teams even play Friday, but Saturday, yeah, that's one of your better games, Alabama at Kentucky. So Alabama, with two wins this week, they could be looking at a possible two-line next week, I feel. Yeah, like I think, I think again, I and I, I'm really going to be interested in the psyche of Calipari's Kentucky squad because he's finally, Calipari made some adjustments to his lineup. He, he, he benched Trey Mitchell, uh, who was, he just, 
wasn't producing and was not the right guy. Like even when he transferred, that guy has been a shit show everywhere he's played because his dad is heavily involved in trying to lobby for jobs. But he goes to Kentucky, seems like a good fit. It hasn't really worked out as well as they'd hoped it would. They just got this big win at Auburn where everybody was picking Auburn to knock off Kentucky. Can those freshmen be mature enough to maintain that role? Because that's always been the problem with Kentucky teams is when you have freshmen that aren't all lottery picks, and they're not all lottery picks in Kentucky this year. It's maturity. It's about it's about maintaining that. And can you can you maintain that with you know Alabama, a very very good basketball. If anyone can do it, and that's proven that they've had a track record of being able to be successful with a group of freshmen, it's Calipari. I mean, it's basically what he's coached his entire career is ninety percent freshmen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Up until recently, so it should be interesting. Should be interesting there. That SEC is yeah. is going to be playing out really fun. That that and the Big Twelve, I think, are really up for grabs in my opinion. Yeah, the, well, they're the two best conferences in college basketball, honestly. Like, as much as I love the Big Ten, I think the Big 12 is the best conference top to bottom. in college basketball, especially top to bottom. Yeah, Big Ten is super top-heavy. You've got Purdue, then you've got, like, this right. weird, where does Illinois, Wisconsin sort of fit, and then everybody else. It's, and then the, it's like a big quagmire in the middle. It's the same thing with the Big East and the ACC, right? You have like ACC is exactly you, the same. Way, all yeah. three of those conferences have like three solidified top fifteen teams, and then after that, like you said, you kind of just waiting to see which way the the the, the tide's going to turn on those teams. So, you uh, you brought up a couple of the highlighting games. You mentioned Alabama, Kentucky, Houston, and Baylor. I think Baylor is going to win that one. Uh, I think I like I like Bama. Over Kentucky, that's that's just my that's you got just Bama, my gut. You got Bama winning both games this week. I do. All right. Okay. I I think I'm with you there. Wow. I don't think Baylor beats Houston. Um. I think Duke will be fine. I think Carolina will be fine. How about Texas and Kansas? I don't know. Carolina in Virginia, like that's that that. Tony Bennett defenses, man, they they make your life hard. Well, I think you, I think UNC wins that one. I actually think Duke's Duke is going to be in an interesting spot. You mentioned Duke probably going to win at Wake. They're going to be favored at Wake. Wake is playing for their tournament lives right now. They are they are squarely on the bubble. This is an opportunity for a quad one marquee win. If you are going to make the tournament and you're Wake Forest, you got to win this game. And and so you you asked you asked me to think about possible upsets. I had two. One of them was Duke going down to Wake Forest because Wake needs this win way worse than Duke does. Uh, the other one is in the SEC, and that's South Carolina. Everybody's loved South Carolina. They played really really well. They they were sitting all alone atop the SEC. They were nine and one. Suddenly they're reeling a little bit. They're nine and four. They're heading to Ole Miss. They're heading to Oxford. Ole Miss is another team like Wake Forest. Ole Miss started out really strong, firmly in the tournament. They have free-fallen a little bit, too. That's another team that is desperate for a win. And I think Ole Miss is going to upset South Carolina in Oxford. I, I, um, I'm I actually going to take it back. I think I said I was going to pick Alabama to win both. I didn't know that. I misread. It's in Rupp. I don't think they beat Kentucky in Rupp. 
South Carolina is interesting. I'm not picking South Carolina to win any games until they show me something because when they lost by 40 to Auburn last to Auburn. week. Yeah, they got know, they just got crushed. And then you and come, I think that's got them reeling a little bit. Right, and you come home and lose to LSU, who's not that great this year. So we'll see. We'll see what they can do. I think that's an interesting team to watch for sure. There is not a lot of excitement happening this weekend in the Big Ten, uh, so nothing to worry about there. We talked about the Big East. Uh, I think we've kind of covered it uh, for what to look forward to this weekend. We'll get another round of uh, seedings on Saturday if they hold to their schedule. We'll learn that on CBS. We'll have those out. We'll be here to talk about them next week. But that, I think, is going to do it for the inaugural episode of the Pick and Roll podcast. So. We're going to get out of here. I hope everybody enjoyed listening to us talk about this. Feel free to jump in, make comments. We have a whole, you know, chair shop media, uh, Twitter account, X Twitter, whatever the heck you want to call it. It's going to be posted there. We're going to have a lot of fun doing this, Tony. I've had a lot of fun talking about this with you so far today. Um, so thanks for, thanks for dragging me into another podcast. A limited series. This is a limited, limited run. Limited series. Limited series. And I also just just so everybody knows, I started um, the I started the uh, the pitch to Patrick by, you can host and I'll do all the work, and that worked. <laughs> oh yeah, that was what turned the tide. I I do I do. Patrick O'Dowd does zero work. That's what I just. No no no, right. no no no. Come on now. <laughs> all right. Well, before we get out of here. Uh, you should be sure to check us out on the social medias. You can follow me on the X Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. I am now for a while on the Chair Shot Radio Network, Monday through Thursday, talking hockey, talking basketball, talking nerd stuff, talking wrestling. I'm doing it all. I am doing sports, the entertainment, and the sports entertainment on the Chair Shot Radio Network. Tony, get us out of here. Tell them where to find you and send us home yes i can definitely do that great time today look forward to uh, another one next week you can follow me at pc tony continue to listen to everything chair shot radio network and don't forget the chairshot.com plenty of great coverage there folks see you next week Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.